welcome to episode 32. And I'd like to welcome our special guest, Crypto Hoops, with a different alias known as Albin. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Clap it up for Albin. Clap it up. Glad to be here. <laughs> About time Thank you we for... had this collab. Yes, I agree. Thanks for coming on, Alvin. Means a lot when we can get uh, other small creators collaborated together. Because then we can journey. all grow. We are. We are. We are just having fun. So, um, hmm. why don't you introduce yourself? Well, um, most people probably know me as Alvin. For those that don't know, I did create my own YouTube channel as well. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Crypto Hoops. You'll probably find me there. It, this is a channel where we talk about blockchain and basketball. So if you like basketball or you want to learn about crypto, follow me, especially on YouTube. Um, that's a little about the channel and me, and uh, I'm ready to get into it. Sweet, sweet. All right. Uh, yeah. Yes. As, uh, just, you know, settle in. I, I want to talk about first impressions. So I remember the first time I met you. I don't know if you remember the first time you met Liam. You want to talk about those moments? Just our little connection here. What do you think? Sure. Um, I'll start with Liam because that's farther back. Mm-hmm. The first time I met Liam was in fifth grade at Junior Warriors basketball. Um, his dad was our coach, Coach Bill. So that that's where I met Liam. And um, we were on a basketball team for two years, fifth grade, sixth grade. And then uh, kind of skipped out during middle school. He went to Albright, I went to Jackson. And then uh, came back together in high school. So that's how I met Liam. Thomas, the way I met you, I met you at Lions Park. This was freshman year, well, end of freshman year summer. And I believe it was because of Nico. Nico was uh, how I met you because you ended our up showing up Nico. one day. Yeah. <laughs> Nico brings everyone together. Yeah, it's crazy. I just remember Thomas like could jump really high, then I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, now I got it's those calves. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember back in the Junior Warriors. Anytime we needed a bucket, it was just give the ball to Alvin <laughs> every Dude, single Al- time. I was like the, the shortest guy on the team. I don't even know if I was like four feet tall then yet. Yeah, yeah. That team was fun. Like, I remember, uh, I think like Marcus Rowe was on that team. Yeah, I don't think his dad um, liked me very much. He, you know, they're they're interesting characters. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was fun though. Traveling around playing basketball and stuff. Yeah, but at that age too. Oh, for sure. When you like Alvin. you play a whole game, sorry, no, no. I was gonna say yeah. when you play a whole game and you don't feel like you want to die the next day because you're so <laughs> sore. Because <laughs> exactly. that's how it is now. Are you playing right. any intramurals at school? Um, I'm on the club basketball team at DePaul, and I do intramurals. Mm. So we mm. actually have a game at Western Michigan uh, tomorrow. So we're heading over there. Damn. Yeah, and then we're driving back. Hopefully, we're making time for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Damn, that's sweet. Yeah, I've got a on my intramural team. We've got a club. We've got two club guys from the Bradley team. Nice. One of them is deaf. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he's he's fully deaf player. Okay. And I was like, how are we gonna 
know to pass, but his court, his court vision is so good and his awareness is so crazy that like him just like hearing people walking around, like if he's going for like a fast break layup, he can hear the guys like, well, he can like sense them, like the, the, the vibrations of them like stomping on the floor and he's a bucket dude. I think I heard something about like, like blind people or deaf people. Um, like when you lose one of your senses, all of your other senses, like pick up for that and like heighten so that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. you know i could say the same like when i have to go use the bathroom and it's dark like my senses just go i can sense the vibrations happening in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so alvin um a few you know obviously a few years ago we had a big event go on throughout the world that caused like lockdowns and a lot of sort of things. I don't really, yeah. I don't want to try and use the word cause you know, monetization, yeah, yeah. but, uh, how, how did like that time treat you and how did you like, what'd you do during that? Um, it was good and bad because, um, I was at U of I then and it kind of ended my college experience there. So that was kind of sad, but at the same time, I think it did more good for me than it did bad because Without it, I don't think I really would have got into investing as much as I did or really like kind of figure out what I wanted to do in life because yeah. that time, I mean, you're at home all the time. All I did was just watch investing videos, go on YouTube, look at the markets every day. It really put me forward um, financially, I'd say, mm. because a lot of people, they aren't financially literate. Like I'm in a couple of discords and there are people in their late 20s 30s 40s and they're all trying to learn how to make more money so it, it really opened up my eyes how not too many people know about it so me now at 21 i'm like a lot farther ahead than even people that are older than me so that was the good part about it sweet did you have you always been like a, a like a finance major in school um yeah, at DePaul, I was trying to get into the business program at U of I. I didn't get in, so, you know, that also kind of ruined my experience there. I know, Tragic. very very sad, very sad. I yeah. was not happy when I got that email, but yeah, I've been a finance major since. Sweet. Sweet. Um, and to kind of any... add on to that, like, a lot of the stuff we learned in class, I kind of already knew because I got into the market so early, so... I wouldn't really pay attention in class and I'd still do pretty well just because I already knew it. Mm. Yeah, um, for me, my, I, I've, I'm minoring in finance, but my, my major is marketing and going through like the different internships that I've done and then going into classes after I've done stuff in that internship, I'm able to like connect with the, um, with like the material so much more because I'm able to actually put specific examples that I've experienced like and kind of match them up with the stuff that we're learning in class yeah so I mean that was huge uh for me so just yeah doing your own independent study independent research in whatever you're studying like don't go to college and just like mess around you know like make the most of it yeah because like if you're actually studying something you like you're gonna want to do like you're gonna want to study it outside of just classes you're going to want to listen to podcasts. You're going to want to watch YouTube videos. You're going to want to make your own content trying to, because, you know, the best way to learn is to teach. So 
doing what you're doing is just improving your own financial literacy. So I, I think that's really cool what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Alvin, with yeah. the YouTube channel Crypto Hoops, obviously you told us this is where you discuss basketball and the blockchain, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. So obviously your inspiration is with your likings of investing and balling, right? Why, why did you want to put it together into a YouTube channel to make videos? Um, I was just like thinking to myself, like, what would, what would be a good name? Because I was trying to come up with a name for it. And I was like, man, I don't think anyone could do blockchain and basketball the way I could. And I was just thinking like <laughs> crypto hoops, the channel about blockchain and basketball. All right, I got to write that down. I got to make sure no one else has this. So I was one like, person okay. has it. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, one person has it. But um, we're gonna pass them. We're gonna be better than them. We're gonna make Hell them yeah. look irrelevant. True. What do you oh, What do you think? Go. What do you think of the name Grandma's Pillbox? Because Liam and Dan were the original ones to come up with the name, and then when I heard about it, it's like I don't think there's anyone else using this name. But I don't know. I think it's a fun little name, Pillbox. It like. You yeah. take your pills weekly, daily, or whatever, and we can have the episodes come out, <laughs> you know, like you're taking a pill, you know, you listen to this episode, you feel better, you feel amazing. Red, red you know. pill. <laughs> red pill. <laughs> you, know, you know what throw else it. makes me feel amazing, though? Like, I have to throw it in there. Liquid IV. Yes. Grandma's pill box is like liquid IV. You just take it and you feel good. There we go. Yeah. That's right. Still waiting on that reply, right? In their, in their uh, spam email. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I've like sent forty-five of them at this point now, so I think they just might have blocked me. <laughs> I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta come at it with a new angle or something. Like, go to their headquarters and start like right. holding signs <laughs> out front. <laughs> we can use a uh, chat GPT. Right. Write a, pro write a program that automatically like annoys Liquid IV until they. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where their headquarters is. I wonder, they might actually be like a subsidy of like a bigger, um, like hydration company. Is it, Maybe, is it like yeah. a Gatorade Psyop? Yeah, like what if they're... Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Yeah, or Pepsi. Yeah, one of those two. Um, Alvin, let's, bro. Let's see. While, while Liam does his research, what are your playoff and final predictions for the NBA? It's, mm. it's a little too early for that, to be honest. Um, Come on, it's trades, never too early. <laughs> after, after the trades, though, you have to put Phoenix, like, basically top two in the West. Who, yeah. Who's on Phoenix right now? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Um, they got TJ Warren, too, and then DeAndre Ayton. They kept their big three, and then they added Kevin Durant, so... Phoenix is definitely a top dog in the West. I wouldn't put the Nuggets past. I wouldn't say the Nuggets are anything to like to like look over because Jokic is balling out. He's probably gonna get that third MVP maybe. And then I really like Kyrie and Luca and the Mavs personally. I do as well. I think they've got a really deep team also. They do. They have a lot of good pieces. Luca finally got his like perennial All-Star teammate. Yes, no, dude, I'm it's reminding me. Oh, I'm sorry. It's reminding me so much of like, like 2016. LeBron and Luca are kind of the same, and then you got just Kyrie, who is a perfect like second in command. Right. And but then you know be, Christian Wood. Yeah, yeah, Christian Wood helps off the bench too, unless they're gonna start him now. Mm-hmm. But um, 
that's my picks from the West. The West is really hard because a lot of teams are super close. And I think the Lakers have made a lot of good moves too. But the Clippers the East, as well. Yeah, the Clippers are trying to get Westbrook. Mm-hmm. They're trying to sign there's, there's another team that's trying to sign Westbrook also that I want to get yeah. your opinion on. <laughs> Oh, the the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a not a fan of that move to be honest. Just because yeah. we already ha- play a lot of ISO ball, and I don't think Westbrook's going to help with spacing. Sure, it'll help with energy, but I don't think we've given Lonzo a chance either. I like Lonzo a lot. I like him so much more than Westbrook. Yeah. The, the thing is, like Lonzo's going to be out probably all year. Yeah, that's my one like, worry. He doesn't come back. Yeah, and like, how's he gonna be once he comes back? It's kind of like he's kind of iffy, but I think just Westbrook's like the plague. I think you just need to stay away from him. Yeah, and you're the plague. <laughs> no, for real, he's been traded like to four or five different teams within four to five years. So, dude, dude I mean, he's just like, a, he's just not good. Yeah, like if if you're playing fantasy basketball, I play like a lot of fantasy basketball. And he's like, you know, he puts up these stats if you're okay with pretty much losing field goal percentage and turnovers every week. Because he'll right. put up, he's like top in turnovers when he's got the ball in his hand. Yeah. It's give or take with him, and I'd rather not give him the ball. So. Um, but I agree. for the, the East, I think Boston is kind of a lock, to be honest. Maybe the Sixers or or Cleveland could really contend with them and the Bucks, but the Celtics added like a bunch of more pieces to that team already. Like they got Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. They have Gallinari too. I'm not sure when he's coming back. So the Celtics mm-hmm. look like the top team in the East. But who knows? Yeah, Giannis. Dude. Giannis is still there. Especially I mean, Middleton's still playing only like 20 minutes a night. Right. When he gets back up to 30, what's he, what's he going to be like there? Yeah, and you could say that the only reason the Celtics won is because Middleton did not play that, in that series. True. Dude, how, how are you feeling about Cam Thomas putting up three straight 40-point games? I think that this is just like a Jeremy Lin-type moment. I don't think it's yeah. going to remain that way. He's played really well. Um, he could be one of the, the focal points of their offense now that they don't really have that guy. They have, like, Spencer Dinwiddie and him. Yeah, Mikel um, Bridges. Yeah, Mikel Bridges, too. So, he could probably average, like, mid to high 20s if he really goes for it. Yeah. He's but a bucket, I, dude. Yeah. I think I might be coming out with a, a hate video on Joe Sy. So. Joe Sy. The, that's the Nets, like, GM or owner or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his. Dude, you should come out with a hate video on the Bulls one. <laughs> He's They're just garbage. I thought Arturis was going to save us. Clearly not. I know. I, dude, I mean, it's, it, don't it's hard when you've got... Don't doubt the Lithuanian yet. <laughs> come on, Sorry, Thomas, dude. I forgot. <laughs> Thomas, there's a Lithuanian guy fighting on the UFC card tonight, and I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of money on there on the bet better come on i will i will um to go back to the liquid iv um they are owned or they they were uh merged with uh unilever unilever is their parent company interesting i don't um, think i really heard of them 
some of the most popular brands are Hellman's Mayonnaise, Lipton Teas, Axe, and Dove. Oh, Lipton, okay. Yes. Um, oh, Axe and Dove. Okay, so they have like some hygiene products too. Yeah, it looks like they're big hygiene because they've also made major uh, purchases of Dollar Shave Club and Seventh Generation Cleaning. Nice. So it sounds like they kind of dominate like personal care. Yeah. So maybe I should have been sending the emails to Unilever instead. Maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me. Now we know. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. Wait, but Alvin, back back yeah. in the day, you were an like the biggest D Rose fan. I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like, and Kobe fan. So talk about your love yeah. for these two characters. Why do Why do you love them? Rip Kobe. Um, I'll start with, yeah, Rip Kobe and Gianna. But I'll start off with Kobe because um, when I started watching basketball, I was maybe like five or six years old but I never watched the finals the first three finals I watched Kobe was in all of them so this was uh 08 09 and 2010 and he won two out two of them and I was like this is the guy this guy's always in the championship I just knew I was like Kobe name just keeps being talked about Kobe 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 he's always in the championship he's won two in a row I was like this this is the guy this is who I want to be I like winners Kobe's a winner. And then, of course, D. Rose. I mean, grew up in, in Chicago. We're from Illinois, so that was, that's just a no-brainer. At that time, D. Rose was the man, youngest MVP in the league. And um, everyone thought we were going to win a ring before his injury. I don't, honestly, I think, I think it was possible. I think it was possible, especially in 2012, because we faced the Heat. We lost in five in 2011. We're coming back. We're coming back for it. And yeah. unfortunate injury. Um, plus, he's he's a really humble guy, and um, I don't think there's anything not to like about him, really. So that's why he still is one of my favorite players. And I hope he co- I hope he retires a bull. That would be nice. That would be awesome. I mean, Prime D Rose. You can put him against anybody in one on one. He's giving him a bucket. Yeah, I think there were like reports or not reports but um former players talked about how players would literally take the day off or not play games because d-rose would be playing like they were scared of him wow i've heard that in like other podcasts or interviews they talk about d-rose and he was the man so but the original dude the original like back-to-back sitting when guys would sit back-to-backs he's the original (laughs) Load management, no. D Rose management. <laughs> you you bring up podcasts yeah. about um, these basketball players, and I like I wanted to say, like after watching your basketball shorts, now my algorithm is shifting, mm-hmm. and I'm getting more more and more basketball content on my phone, and I'm getting these podcast clips with uh, at, at least like Pat Bev, um, Iman Shumpert, and like mm-hmm. I feel like basketball. At least just in terms of media is coming so much farther than when I was really into basketball back in the 2010s. Like, yeah. uh, like there's this like tipping point. Um, me and my friend Kieran, y- y- both of you know about him. We would like we would joke about this one moment where I think China and like the Houston Rockets, like there was some controversy. Yeah, they were beefing. 
And ever since like that happened, him and I would always joke like the NBA is too political now. Like everything's about politics in the NBA, or like news reporters. I think like at least with LeBron, they said just shut up and dribble. But I like、yeah. how nowadays, like with the podcast platform, these people can get their voices out. You know, like you get to hear the insights about what goes on in the locker room, or like just what's going on mentally when they're playing the game. And I don't know. Like, do you enjoy intake, like listening to that content, or like, is there anyone particularly like you look for, or just like it pops、um, up and you're like, I'm interested. So I don't really like look into podcasts and watch them fully. Like Draymond Green has his own podcast. Pat Bev has his own podcast. But if I'm like scrolling and I see something interesting on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, I'll watch it because it's a short clip. I'm not gonna watch like the whole hour long thing. So I do like hearing those stories, and I think the reason they took off is because, well, one, during、uh, during lockdown and everything, you know,、um, podcasts kind of blew up. That was that was what really blew up the past few years. So I think a lot of NBA players they're trying to like figure out different ways of making money. Like Draymond Green does it for the money. I'm pretty sure just because he's trying to be a billionaire, like like his boy LeBron. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like LeBron started up his barber shop thing. That's really like a podcast, but it's a whole show. Yeah. So, I like it because you can really get the insights of what goes on in the court, or you could hear like really interesting stories. I really like the stories more than anything. Yeah, and it gives like like you were saying, it gives players another avenue to like express themselves and. Like create a little bit of wealth on the side. Like, what if they want to come out with merch and they've got a podcast? Or like, I know some guys will like stream on Twitch or YouTube,、mm-hmm. and it's it's just like you know they should like. I'm a big MMA guy, and how like I see MMA, and I guess every sport now that I've kind of realized this is that they should be using the NBA, the UFC, the NFL as like a platform, and then just launch their own personal brand from there. Yeah, I think a lot of NBA players have started to do that. To be honest, yeah, the big one—I'm sure you've heard of this guy—is、uh, Sean O'Malley.、Uh, what does he do again? He's a—he's a UFC fighter. He's got like crazy rainbow hair. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does like a lot of merch and podcasts and that sort of thing. And he like preaches all the time. Like fighters shouldn't be complaining about fighter pay. Not that NBA and those guys really complain about pay too much, but、yeah. use that platform to like just launch and just like build this thing for yourself around your name. Yeah, it, plus it's so much easier once you already have that type of platform. It the people will follow you regardless, just your you have to say. Yeah, you and you can leverage like contracts. Like I mean, role players maybe they're getting a little bit more because they're. It doesn't really happen as much as NBA, but UFC guys like. If you're popular, you're getting a bigger contract than、right. a guy who's not as good, but or a guy who might be better, but he's not as popular. Right. That's why all... McGregor draws a lot. Yeah. I think that's, he's, he's、yeah. the biggest UFC draw of all time, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's got out of the top like pay per view buys. I think he's got like number one through number five. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's insane, and he's coming back this year. I don't know if you saw that, but he'll be back. I think I did see that. He he got huge out of nowhere. Yeah, so he broke his leg in a fight,、yeah. pretty bad, and yeah, he was like,、that. "All right, 
I'm gonna hop, I'm gonna get out of like the USADA testing pool, which tests you for like drugs and other things. Mm, I was gonna say juice or not juice. <laughs> I think juice, dude. I think juice. But when you've got like that much, like it was a full break in his like, in his shin bone. Hop on the juice, heal that bad boy up, you know, take a year off, come back, and just be an animal. <laughs> he just looks like a, a completely different person. He, he got Dude, he's, he's a, massive. He's a gorilla. It's crazy. And the guy he's fighting is a gorilla also, Michael yeah. Chandler. So, it's going to be, be super exciting. One. Yeah. Mr. Thomas, um... I saw on our little list that you uh, you wanted to possibly ask Albin about being Albanian. Wait, 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 wait! You're telling me his name's Albin and he's Albanian? <laughs> Bro, we gotta talk about that. Albin, tell us you're Albanian. Sorry, my bad. I thought it was it was obvious. When when did they, when did they name a country after you? What year? Um, I think it was like. 
I feel like in Albania, I was looking around like a lot of farm stuff. I was like, how do people know that there are people living here, like in the mountains or anything? I'm like, how how do they know that there are people here? They probably don't. So it just kind of seemed like off the grid kind of stuff. Like anything could happen and it would be fine. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of explains why a certain uh, very popular man wanted to escape to Eastern Europe to avoid <laughs> avoid government. Thomas, you might be resembling him a little bit with the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, dude. Have you seen him in prison? He's like everything's oh, yeah, grown out. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, you, you got like a big scruffy shit going on, but. Yeah, you can take mine and and then uh, com- combine us, and then we're right. We're we're bamboo bait. Bamboo bait. <laughs> Thomas, what color is uh, what color is your uh, sunglasses? Blue. What color is your Blue? sunglasses? I Mike. Ah, uh, I'm not I'm not G enough to have sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, teach me the ways. Teach the. What else did you so, know? Albin, would you have uh, would you have rather grow up in United States or Albania? United States, a hundred percent. I mean, it would have been cool to say, "Hey, I was born in Albania and I grew up there a little bit," but I would not have wanted to stay there. Like, I, I can see why my parents came here and why they really don't go back that often. Yeah. Just but, like, I mean. Go ahead. Is it, I mean, just, you were mentioning off the grid and just really no rules and laws. I imagine it's, without, like, being very well connected, it's kind of hard to move out of, like, a a poverty, like, level. Yeah. I mean, there really is no, like, way to to climb the ladder there. They don't really have markets or anything like that. So, basically, whatever you're doing is whatever you're doing. I mean, you could go to school and maybe that's the traditional way. You just go to school you get a good job and that's how it is but when i'm talking about no rules and stuff we we're kind of like in the country when you go like towards the main city the driving's better you actually have like more lanes and stuff but a lot most of our time was spent kind of like by the beach and then sometimes we would visit relatives and they'd be up in the mountains or stuff like that so it, mm. it depends on where you are what's the food like there mediterranean mm, my favorite good stuff yeah <laughs> true true what's is how's the weather i mean it Sunny. that whole like eastern european like serbia and stuff they've got like beaches right on the mediterranean sea yeah i'd say that the weather is kind of like california to be honest maybe it gets wow. a little colder but when we were there it was consistently like 80 high 80s like mid 90s it was really warm the sun was out no clouds it was really nice so wow. the place we were at you could you could say it's like becoming a tourist attraction kind of spot because a lot of hotels are popping up around there because it's right by the beach and it mm. looked really nice and then there's some mountains when you go inland or is it kind of like flat most of it um up north there are more mountains there are a few mountains south but um it really depends on where you are but yeah there are mountains did you ever did you ever feel like unsafe while you were over there? Because I know there's like kind of a history of like turmoil in that region. No, not at all. Not where we're at. 
um because we're in the south so maybe if you go more north or northeast where more the borders are maybe but i felt mm-hmm. fine the entire time i had a good time dude there's i'm looking at a map right now there's like kosovo is that a, is that a country yeah um, it's, uh, it's debated serbia serbia doesn't recognize it but i'm pretty sure mm. i know albania does and i think most of europe does i'm not 100 sure on that though but mm-hmm. that's a really big debate that's kind of like where mo- why most of the wars happen is because they want to be recognized as independent but serbia does not recognize I them see. as independent Interesting. I mean, that whole... Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine. That whole debacle in the Yugoslavic region, like, it's just a bunch of, like, random dudes, like, going at it for borders. Like, <laughs> like, like Albania was involved, too, but I think most of it was right above Albania, where it was, like, Croatia, Bosnia, and, like, they're all just going ham on each other. Yeah. And what, what's crazy is this is fairly recent. I think it was, like, past the 90s, or at least, like, late 90s. And like you'll look up videos mm-hmm. and you just see a, like AKs, tanks, like just going on in this region. I couldn't imagine. One of my uh, friends, I don't know if this was during the same era, but uh, he's Romanian and his dad um, helped lead like a, like basically like a rebellion, like during then. Yeah. And just imagine how recent all that shit is. Is interesting yet sad. Yeah, it was in the 90s too. I think it was the early 90s. Because I remember in uh, my human geo class, we talked about like genocides. And um, that was up there as genocide of Albanians in certain areas. So. Um, another relevant question. Alvin, what is your favorite fast food place? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I, I'd have to go with the OG McDonald's just because it's super mm. convenient. In terms of like quality, I wouldn't go there, but in terms of convenience and how often I'd go, I'd probably go to McDonald's more than anywhere else just because it's cheaper and it's literally everywhere. But Chick fil A's yeah. up there, Noodles and Company, you know. Canes. I would probably, I would, yeah, I would probably put Canes uh, number one in terms yeah. of quality. And just because it's the same thing every time, you basically know what you're getting. Yeah, and it's fire. It's so good. You know, I might get some canes today. They just built one over here. Oh yeah, dude. That's, that's been like exciting. that's been going on for like a year, hasn't it? The construction there for it. They finished it, but they couldn't find some poor saps to work there yet. But I think they did. Wow. <laughs> Bro, there's so many students there. How could they not just get a few like? I I mean, I don't know if you want to work there or not. Like my first oh, option. Oh, it's busy. Like when when you like let's say like you're unemployed maybe like me is the first job you want to get a fast food job like I mean if you're so I like I I don't understand if some students wouldn't want to go to work at Canes and serve other students yeah I mean there's a McDonald's that I see some students work at so I don't know I guess it's just preference really. Yeah. I think if you've worked at one like in high school and there's one close by, you're kind of just like, all right, I know this place like just I could turn my brain off and work here. I've done this for years. <laughs> like, like I did that at Chick Fil A uh, sophomore and junior year. Nice. I just 
I just worked like 20 hours a week at Chick-fil-A and just turned my brain off. You know what's crazy? We've all worked in the, the food industry. Liam, uh, Chick-fil-A, Alvin McDonald's, and then me, Domino's. Like, it's like the perfect trio mm. going on right now. Like, you get your holy food, <laughs> you get your sinful Domino's food, and then you wrap it all together in a McDonald's bag. <laughs> you, you put it, you stack it all into a Big Mac, and then... <laughs> right. You can't forget the Sprite, though. The static Sprite. You're right. True. Sprite is unbeaten. You 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 dunk it all in Sprite, like when Joey Chestnut's eating those hot dogs. <laughs> right. Uh, dude, I think uh, working fast food like that is it's a good it's good to have that experience. It builds character. It does, and it makes you realize how much you don't want to do that. Yeah, it, it makes you want to grind and never be for there again. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, are you? Are you usually eating a lot of like eating out a lot, or are you kind of make making stuff uh, at home more? Um, it really depends. Uh, usually, I'd come home and like my mom will make something. But if I'm really hungry and I don't want to wait, I'll go grab something. Um, mm-hmm. Especially during my work breaks, I'm I'm always going somewhere to go grab something just because it's faster. So it really depends. Or are you working at you're not working at McDonald's now, are you? No, no, I'm at Whole Foods. Oh, that was my the one, yeah, the one on Butterfield. Uh, not or not no, no, sorry, not Butterfield. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I was just there today, actually. Oh, were you? I was. Yeah, I was picking up some uh, some flowers and chocolate covered strawberries for my girlfriend. No, um, Liam, Liam was scouting, looking for Alvin. I <laughs> was. I was literally there from eight to twelve, so I was there, but I. You seem like you probably got in and out pretty fast, so. Yeah, I I stayed like right over by like the front the whole time. Yeah, so I probably didn't see you. Yeah, I've seen some your dad chick. a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he loves uh, he loves seeing you. <laughs> and then what I Bill. yeah, when I told him you were gonna be on the pod, he was getting hyped. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, great times, him- dude. Um, last time I saw him, he was like, oh, uh, you should text me about when your games are. I'll, I'll come by and see one if they're at the Paul. Uh, hopefully he comes by to see one of them. I think we play Notre Dame in a couple weeks, but mm. that might be our last home game. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, he actually he texted me about that. Like He was like, oh, I'm going to go to Alvin's game today. And he was he seemed like he was going to go, but something must have come up. Like uh, I don't know. But right. uh, he, he, he definitely, he expressed to me, like, you know, over the phone, just a random call, like, that he wants to go, so. I mean, I don't get too many minutes, because we have a lot of guys on the team, and I'm the shortest one. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like every team I'm on is like that, but um, we, ha- we have had some guys quit, so maybe I'll get more playing time. And if he's out there, I'll let my coach know, like, hey, I got some uh, people wanting to watch me play. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys, have you guys ever played Bradley? No. We're, we have our own conference, and Bradley's not in it. Interesting. Because now Bradley and UIC... Or no, you're DePaul, not UIC. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It all Interesting. depends. If, if whoever runs it there, like, hits up the, the person that runs it uh, on our team, we can maybe yeah. get a game in, but usually we don't play them. Yeah. Yeah, club sports are, are fun to do. Mm-hmm. It's fun to stay competitive. Like I play for the Bradley disc golf team. Nice. So yeah, we uh, 
last year we made it to the national championships. Got to go out to North Carolina for that, which was awesome. And uh, we made it again this year, but we had a we had a ton of guys graduate in December, so <laughs> no um, neck. I look like a thumb. I look like a yeah, thumb. You're looking like the thumb from Spy uh, Kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real. a real. Make that's that a, yeah, that's a real. Yeah. You guys need to get that out there. Like, just have the comparison. It'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those reels, and especially if it's like a popular topic, they kind of blow up a little bit. For whatever reason, I've noticed that reels don't do as well as like shorts or TikToks, and I don't understand mm. why. I think, honestly, YouTube it, it, is a bigger audience. Like, yeah. yeah. YouTube has done the best is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I like it more. I, I don't want to uh, be like elitist, but I feel like YouTube shorts is the best short form on of all social media because i don't know i feel like it just depends on what side of the algorithm you're on yeah but it doesn't seem as toxic to me or like it's just more interesting like because instead of where on instagram or what's another platform oh tiktok it, like you're doing it because it's short form and you're trying to blow up basically or right. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same on YouTube Shorts, but on YouTube, you got all these different content creators, and with this opening of like being able to monetize off of Shorts, like there, like now these different artists or creators are using Shorts to like showcase their content or just make something interesting to watch. Right. Which I feel YouTube like seems had... more. Oh, go ahead, finish. finish. No, I was just gonna say this it's more diverse in my opinion. Yeah. YouTube just seems more professional in my opinion. TikTok is more of the teenage fan base and like you'll do like random random shit to try and blow up. YouTube is more like brand content like you actually care about what you're putting out there. TikTok it could be literally anything just hoping to blow up. Yeah. But you won't see TikTok. Dancing. Yeah, true. I I see more like what you were saying just like random videos on tiktok or like like memes or something but you go to youtube and it's actually legit content creators who are creating legit short form content you know it's it's highly edited and it's it's very informative and there's actually you know like a beginning middle and end and it's been nice to see it's it's really been nice to see they're always behind on trends though like you show me a TikTok trend, and I'm like, what? And then a few weeks later, I see it on YouTube Shorts. And yeah, yeah. One, one trend I'm seeing right now, and I swear I thought of it in my head this morning. Like this morning, I was listening to a song. I'm like, this could be like a meme format, and it's like top five NBA players, and it's like dance if you're in the top five, and then like you know it'll be like Kobe dancing, Michael Jordan dancing. It's just a funny like fun thing to watch. But I swear I thought of it, and I didn't act on that idea. <laughs> Dang it. I do, I will say, say, for TikTok, for TikTok, uh, the ability to do like cap cut, you can use like uh, those like almost templates. Yeah. And you know, a lot of these templates are like viral and you can just kind of put your own pictures or videos into it. It's it's pretty nice. You can actually, um, for a few of my videos, I just record from CapCut and you can upload mm. it to everywhere else. Oh, okay, so you can like, you can just save it and then... Yeah, 
you could save it directly huh. to your phone so sometimes um because i i used to just record off of tiktok and then put them up so like you yeah. see the little tiktok tag onto it but if you record from CapCut, there's gonna be no tag on there so it looks like an original video interesting mm -hmm. yeah i would i would only use CapCut like when it, on a tiktok video it would say like try this template yeah and then i click on it it'd take me to the app so i actually have never opened up the CapCut app without going through tiktok so i might have to try that the templates are nice though thomas uh, yeah, i sent one with the template didn't i that video yeah i showed the rest of the crew <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh jamie pull it up now <laughs> i'm not gonna reenact it <laughs> i mean there's one i just uploaded a little bit ago that was uh like there's a fucking goat outside oh yeah i saw that one <laughs> yeah i lit there's a goat outside it's a yeah. Goat. <laughs> yeah. You, you got, mm. You're gonna have to update it. Get some album clips in there once we get more. True. Yeah. Now we got another member of the Pillbox universe. Um. Can, let me let me get to the real meat and bones part of the discussion here. And it's last right. episode. We it. talked about ChatGPT, AI, crypto, all the buzzwords. And Alvin, there's a buzzword in your mm -hmm. YouTube channel named crypto. And we're going to talk about crypto. I love so, it. So you're, you're all about the markets and I'm going to get straight to it. What, what's your prediction? Where is the market heading? When's the top? When should I buy? When should I sell? Uh, give me the straight advice <laughs> right now. You're, you're responsible for my money. <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me start off. This is not financial advice, okay? Never. <laughs> all strictly opinions. You could read it in my disclaimer, in my description. Never financial advice, all right? Always consult with a professional financial advisor before you do anything. Um, but uh, go on. Personally, I think the bottom is in for the market. I think the bottom is in. I don't think we're going lower than 15.5. And if we do, it's going to be very short-lived. It'll have to be like a big black swan event. Uh, for those that don't know, a black swan is like uh, basically like what happened in 2020 no something no one expects and it just happens and it shoots everything down but um so there's a thing called the four-year cycles in crypto where uh every four years you'll have a period where it goes down for a year a period of like sideways and then a period of just launching up to the moon you know that's our favorite our favorite phrase is to the moon to the moon <laughs> so the way it's worked uh bitcoin was created in 2008 2009 it boomed and it crashed in 2010 and then 2011 and 12 were kind of slow years 2013 it rocked it back up and it's had that cycle in 2017 and recently in 2021 so right now we just had it down here for 2022 and if you continue on with the cycles that would suggest that we're looking for a period of consolidation kind of so for the next year or two we might see slow rises and the price won't really move all that much but then in 2024 and 2025 we should expect the price to start going back up towards its all-time high and then create new all-time highs and the reasoning why that happens is because of the bitcoin halving 
that's basically where the block rewards for each uh for each block mined gets cut in half so right now i'm pretty sure the block rewards are about 6.25 bitcoins per block so like if you're a miner that's what your block reward is you get six six bitcoin and that's gonna get cut in half in 2024 to about three point whatever the math comes out to 3.125 or something and that basically causes the miners to need to increase the hash rate which makes it harder to mine blocks and then you're not going to want to sell because the increased hash rate will cause the price to move up usually hash rate causes price to go up so that's why uh the four-year cycles occur and that's why they have occurred the cycles might be broken one day um once the market matures but i don't think it's going to happen in the next five years so in terms of prediction where i think it could go um 2024 we could be looking at new all-time highs by the end of 2024 so maybe like december around christmas uh we could be seeing 69k bitcoin again or higher wow and then 2025 is when the real fun happens. That's when everyone goes crazy about it. You're going to hear it all over your algorithm. The buzzwords are going to be popping up everywhere again. Everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm making money on crypto. I'm that crypto guy. But they're not yeah. a true OG. Yeah, the 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 hype is what... Don't yeah. they say, like, uh, buy the hype, sell the news or something? It's sell the buy, news, buy the hype. Buy the rumor, sell the news. Mm. But um, I think 2025... My conservative prediction would be 120 to 150 for Bitcoin. If everything goes well and things look great in terms of the macro economy and regulation and everything, I would put my highest at like 270 to 330. That would be my highest prediction for Bitcoin. Um, Ethereum, which is my favorite crypto, my favorite holding, would be. Uh, conservative i'd say 10k that would be a double mm -hmm. from where it topped out at in 2021 but on the high end we could be seeing 20k for anyone who knows raul powell he's been shooting at that number for quite a few years now and um with the way that eth has become deflationary it's had its upgrades there's another upgrade coming, the Shanghai upgrade, which will allow people to de-stake Ethereum. And um, for those that don't know, ETH is deflationary right now, which means that the supply is going down instead of up. So that's pretty good. Mm. So the predictions yeah. are 10K conservative, 20K is uh, the highest point I think you reach. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> These next few years, I'm just going to be looking to stack my crypto and buy more and just learn as much as I can. Nice. Yeah, you, you I mean, heard it here, it Makes folks. sense. Buy ETH, buy Bitcoin right now. <laughs> Not financial advice. Calvin, <laughs> is Thomas frozen? Is Thomas is frozen on my screen? Is he? Yeah, yeah he's, his picture is frozen on my screen. I can see Thomas moving. Okay, that's fine. I don't need it, but... um. Is there going to be like a good opportunity for these cryptos to grow if like the general um, th thought 
and consensus around them is still as negative as it is now? Um, yes, because the negative sentiment kind of arrives when price goes down. Like in 2021, when things were going up, you didn't really hear too many bad things about it unless someone really hated it. So yeah. now that things are down and like people got destroyed by FTX and Sam Bankman freed, they lost a lot of money. People are going to trash it. <laughs> it's kind of like with anything. If your sports team is doing bad, you're going to trash them because they're not playing well. But if they're doing yeah. good, you're going to be like, oh, they're the best team ever. It's the same thing with everything, really. Oh my god, Alvin, what is what he is holding? Alvin, I got my What's Bitcoin that? right here. What do I, what do, I do with it? <laughs> do, I, do I dump just, it? Just keep... Do I just dump it? No, no, no. Hold, hold. Huddle, huddle your bags. Huddle hold. your bags. Yeah. Diamond hands. <laughs> Diamond hands. Diamond hands. Um, Alvin, you mentioned uh, something earlier. I think it was hash, hash rate, something like yeah. that. Could you explain that? I've never heard of that before. So the hash rate is, um, it's used for mining. And um, when miners mine, they have to, uh, they have to decipher through a bunch of numbers to try and, uh, to try and get the block rewards from the block and mine the block. And that's called mm -hmm. hashing. So I think mm. the, um, not the code that Bitcoin uses, but the, I don't know if it's programming language. I don't have it in front of me, but it's called SHA-256. Mm -hmm. And um, that basically is what what hashing is. That's what the computers have to do in order to solve the, the puzzle of block. So when the hash rate goes up, it means it's harder to solve the, the block puzzle. And when hash rate mm -hmm. goes down, it's easier to solve the block puzzle. And usually when, when it goes down, it means there aren't as many people mining or trying to get those rewards. So that's why it makes it easier. And it gets harder when there are a lot of people mining because it creates competition. So you want to see the hash rate going up because it means that a lot of people are mining the network. They're trying to get these Bitcoin rewards. And usually the price follows the yeah. hash rate for the most part. So during the bull market, when you saw a big drop in the hash rate, price followed and mm -hmm. vice versa. When you saw it go up, it went up. So that's what hashing is in short. Interesting. Thank you. What, what could possibly derail crypto? Um, honestly, it would just be people not wanting to use it because governments can't really ban it per se like they can ban it from themselves you can't ban the actual blockchain so like india or china or the united states if they say we're banning crypto you're just banning the usage of it you can't really stop it from existing so you're basically excluding yourself from it instead of allowing it to happen um i don't really know if there's anything that would stifle it there are ways that it could like be tampered with but those would be one costly and two the possibilities of it happening are very 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 low it would have to be like some ridiculous coordinated attack and the highest point at which bitcoin's network was threatened was when china had over 51 percent of uh miners in their country so they controlled they controlled mining 
But other than that, I don't really see anything derailing it. Regulation could make it harder or um, like not as uh, friendly to be a crypto person in the United States, but I don't think there's going to be anything really derailing it. Interesting. Because I've heard from uh, a source that doesn't doesn't believe crypto is all that it's up to be and like nfts and it's kind of like a fad where where it's it pops up it was able to make people a lot of money and now it's gone i have some doubts about that because um what it's not it's not they're saying but it's like a decentralized coin it's like it's you, you can't print so much more of it it's kind of limited so to say that you have to mine it and it's it's what creates value like scarcity and like demand right so like you said if there's no demand then the obvious curve it goes to zero bless you thank you that'll be one bitcoin for my bless you (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i got that one on me (laughs) one ETH. i know you got some ETH. yeah i grew up with enough to pay off the money Um, But um, I think the narrative of it being currency should kind of be set aside for a while because um, currency needs to pay for things day to day. And yeah, you can pay things with Bitcoin and other things, but I don't think it could be a reserve currency for decades, to be honest. Plus, it's not all that widely adopted yet. So you'd consider it more of just like an equity, like a stock or something that people can invest in and yeah, value's I mean, going to go up and down? Honestly, no one's in it. People say they're in it for the technology and the ways it's going to change the world, but I don't think we're at that point yet. Obviously, everyone's here just to make money and get rich off of it. And yeah. the rest will come later. It's the same thing with the internet. When the internet first came around, no one was really saying, oh, I'm going to build on the internet because I can already see what it's going to be like 10 to 15 years from now. No, the dot-com bubble happened because it was a super easy way to make money. Mark Cuban became a billionaire because he sold his company at the right time. So it's really about making money now. That's kind of the point of it. It's a speculative asset, digital asset. I think there will be use cases in the future, but it's going to be a far way from now. I could definitely see it happening though, like already me like using Apple Pay or just like touch like just using your phone to like put it on the thing. I could easily imagine that it's crypto that I'm like transferring through my phone or whatever and all it takes is that I have some and the business that I'm using it with accepts it. And right. I, mm-hmm. like, like you said, it just has to be widely adopted for it to be usable. But I right. kinda agree I mean, with it you. it's just a moneymaker right now. Right. It doesn't even have to be like Bitcoin. It could be a different coin like XRP. They're working with a lot of banks to make bank transactions faster. So what you just brought up, XRP could be used for that. Because right now the banking process is pretty slow. It takes like a few business days for something to go through. With blockchain, it could be more instantaneous. Because because the blockchain is like the whatever the word is for it. Uh, ledger it's like a ledger and that's why it's able to it's an open source ledger yeah 
So that's why you can speed it up, you know, instead of having to wait for these days for like the bank to confirm it or like the, the transfer to happen. It's like right away, blockchain confirms it's good. Everything confirmed. All right, transfer happened. Yeah, you'll, you'll have the, the nodes of the blockchain that validate that the transaction occurred. And then as long as all the nodes agree that it happened, which usually does happen, then um, transactions are pretty fast. I think the transaction speed for Bitcoin is like 20 to 30 minutes. And then there, for other coins, it gets uh, lower and lower. So transaction speed is a lot faster. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Well, uh, I've got to be out of this room at two. Oh boy. Wait. <laughs> so we've, we've, uh, one more. What's up? Alvin, do you believe in, what's up? Do you believe, wait, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> I don't know what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> I mean, did, did, didn't the government say they were real? They said just flying objects, unidentified flying objects. You don't know if it's aliens. So it's up to you to think if it's an alien we're seeing or not, or if it's some Chinese technology. The spy balloon? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> uh, kind of strange though. Have it... Why are they flying a balloon? That spy balloon was interesting. Yeah. Didn't they fly another one? Who knows? Like they already set up like another I, balloon? Yeah, they shot something down. They shot something uh. down like today maybe, or the other day. Wow. I don't know about China. But... <laughs> I don't know about those guys, man. They're being a little creepy. Yep. Being a little sussy. Wait, for real, though, well, Alvin, they always do you believe in aliens? Um, I would say, yeah. I don't have any hard evidence or anything, but I'll just say, yeah, I, I, I could say that they're real. Interesting. Then why haven't they been in contact with us? I mean, I don't want to contact a lot of people, so I understand <laughs> that they don't want to contact us either. Dude, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what if they're just looking down on our, like, somewhat intelligent monkey planet, watching us destroy each other, and they're just thinking, yeah, I'll just keep watching this for a month. It's like the Romans view. when they're looking at the Colosseum, they're like, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, yeah, true, dude. It could be like that. Hey, Alvin, get me well, another bag of popcorn. These humans are going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was there anything that uh, we didn't touch on that you guys wanted to hit up or no? Um, on time. Yeah, not for me. I mean, we could just wrap it up. Uh, you can plug your stuff again if you got anything new coming out. But, I mean, we're going to have you on again, obviously. So Nice, nice, nice. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, maybe, maybe when playoffs come around... Uh, Okay. We, or um, something we'll just... big happens in the crypto universe. Yes, true. But um, Very true. Uh, Thomas, I think you know how to do it. Like, you can add my links or whatever in the video. I know you guys have like your Instagram and your TikToks pop up. GPB TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crypto hoops, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. You'll find me. I got a basketball with some blue letters as my logo. Um, if you like blockchain or basketball, I'm the guy to follow. Um, I could teach you about crypto and uh, we do some price predictions there, some charting and some news analysis. Follow me for more if you want to be a blockchain baller, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Cardano to the moon. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we'll drop it down. Uh, Don't thank, worry about it. For sure. Yep. It. Thanks again, Alvin. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. This was great.